0: Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Please enjoy the trailer for Allegiance.
1: Gentlemen, the deployment order is out and I've instructed the sergeant major to lock down the base. In less than 48 hours we will be inside one of the most dangerous combat zones in the world. Boys.
0: Your pick, Coldplay, Outcast, Cougars
2: on the Prowl. What, you thought a few DVDs and some porn was gonna make up for you bailing out on us? <laughs> Reyes here is the best medic in Alpha hey, Company. Hey, I was. I gave my son the same shot, didn't even cry. Like <sighs> Sir, I need to speak to you. Reyes? Always deny my compassionate weird son. You're the best damn medic in Brigade. This is my son we are talking about. He is sick. He deserves
0: to stay back. Well, too bad you're not a medic. You and Reyes could have switched places. I'm not going. If I help you, I am on the hook
2: for aiding a deserter. Danny,
0: I want you to meet Lieutenant Chambers, your replacement.
2: You gonna do the right thing and help Reyes out? Or you gonna weasel out on him like you did the entire company? I can make it. You gonna help him? Get the MPs. Yes, sir. I'll I'll be be back
3: back for you. Sir, you back the men off, I'll bring Reyes out to
2: you. When you're in the middle side of the city and the IED blew your guts out of your body, you will ask yourself, where is Reyes? He'll be back with his son, where he belongs.
3: All goes away if you just do the right thing. I thought it was doing
4: the right thing, sir.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our guest moderator, Mekesa Moody, and tonight's guests, actors Bow Wow, Resh Machete, and Pablo Schreiber, and producers John Boyle, Terry Leonard, and Darren Freymark.
2: Oh, yeah.
5: Hello, everyone. Welcome. Um, Exciting film. Um, Looking forward to see. um, Sure, everyone's looking forward to seeing it. Um, I'm gonna start off with Bow Wow. Um, We've seen you in a lot of different movies. Um, This would seem to me to be like your first really serious dramatic film. Tell me what drew you to this role.
2: What drew me to this role uh, in particular? That it was different. Pretty much to what you said. Usually, a lot of my films are. uh, I would like to say like colorful, funny. lottery tickets the Madea's Big Happy Family and always knew that like I-, I could go there and for me just drama is just like another I guess side of me and, and just the story in general and the fact that it was it was challenging uh like a lot of the roles that the scenes that I'm in are like kind of heavy I would say this every scene you see me and I'm either yelling or I'm I'm, I'm going through something and I just felt that if you're going to be uh considered an actor or up there with the elites, you have to take on things that are challenging. And on top of that, it just betters the skill and the story, of course, like I said, and getting a chance to work with, um, you know, Mike Connors as well. And when he came to me, the director of the film, he came to me and we sat down and we chopped it up. And when we talked, uh, it just all made sense. Like everything just made sense. And um, that's what really just drew me to the whole whole film is the fact that it was a challenge. I love challenges.
5: Was it a difficult challenge? I mean, like, how did you find yourself Making that transition?
2: The only thing difficult was us being out there in the woods at like five degree weather. Like <laughs> that was like we're going to New York, we shoot a movie in the winter? Now? Oh, oh God. So that was really, to me, like the toughest part. But, um, you know, we had a lot of time, a lot of rehearsal time. We had time, uh, like, right before we started shooting. We we, we did a good table read. And, um, you know, they put us kind of through, like, a little boot camp type of thing and taught us how to march. So the camaraderie was there, so it made it easy. I think that's what, you know, any time you're relaxed and you have a great cast and everybody's on point, um, pretty much everything else is, you know, it's gonna roll and take care of its own and we was always there to help. If I needed anything I would, you know, go to Aiden or I would go to Mike or I'll go to Seth or whoever whoever was right there. And um like I said, you can't make a good movie without a good cast. So it starts there.
5: Tell me about how you prepared for this. You talked a little bit about boot camp. Um what was it like? I mean, first of all, did you consult with maybe other military people? Obviously you had Mike on board, but
2: Yeah, actually we had a lot of people uh who were actually, that participated in the military who actually were there. Um, I remember like the first week of us actually coming, we went, I forgot what place it was, but we actually had like an obstacle course set up for us and we had to like learn how to, you know, walk and and, like you should have seen us, it was crazy because I thought we had to just like do it like how you see it, but it is different, you know? And um, that helped because anytime you do movies like this, You have a lot of people who are in the military, so when they watch this, of course, they're going to be like, you know what, that's not how we do it. You know, we do it like this. So it was great, the fact that Mike had experience, of course. Um, uh, One of our producers had experience in the military, and then for him to bring on somebody else. uh, I forgot his name. I think, Paolo, you might remember his name. You don't remember? No. Ed Sorterlini. Yeah. Okay. Big I should ask you that question. Yeah. So uh, they're just giving us training and knowing how to walk, knowing how to salute and actually remembering the steps. And um, that helped. And you want, like I said, anytime you do a film like this, you want it to be authentic, especially when you're doing something as serious as a military film. You know, so
5: Pablo, how was the um, boot camp experience for you getting ready?
0: Um, —Bad question. I actually was the only one who didn't go to the boot camp. <laughs> I got my own little private boot camp, but uh, but I skipped the one. I think Mike actually wanted to uh, keep me separate from the other guys because my uh, my character in the in the movie is Special Forces. Everyone else is uh, National Guard, and he comes in and is kind of the antagonist of the script, so he wanted to keep me separate from the guys.
5: —How important do you think it was to have Mike, who um, the writer and director who had that experience in the film. I'm not sure if you guys worked in a project where you have the director who's actually been involved in what you're, what you're doing.
0: I think it was incredibly important, but not just Mike, it was it was the pedigree from the top to the bottom. I mean, most of our money came from from uh, John Boyle and from other people that were associated with the military. The, the, the film has a really strong military connection. It was financed by people who are from the military. All the virtually all the creatives had done uh, time, some of them together um, at West Point. And so uh, it, was, it was a really strong pedigree in that way. And so like Bao said, you know, you, you, when you're coming into that kind of situation, you really want to make people proud because um, everybody's going to be watching and, and people know um, how you should behave and what the protocol is. And so you really want to get it right.
5: I think it's kind of ironic that this is a film, that, like you said, had a lot of military involvement, but at the core of it, um, one of the main plot lines is the character is trying to go AWOL. So maybe um, someone, maybe one of the um, producers, talk to, talk to that aspect.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I, I could talk a little bit about it. And it was, uh, it, it, it's a tough scenario. And the whole, across the board, uh, with all the producers and 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 Mike who wrote the, the script, was authenticity and realism. And we went through a lot of iterations of the script to make it realistic because at the, end of the day, at the end of the day, it's if the army, if you have a legitimate reason for getting out of going to a combat mission, of, of deploying, they'll let you out. So the premise for, for Bao's character, Reyes, of have his son having a potential cancer that could have been misdiagnosed, we had to go through a lot of iterations for that. I mean, initially, when it first started, it was just cancer. And that, wouldn't have, that doesn't fly. Like The Army will let you out. The Army's not this big, bad machine. But we had to come up with a situation that was plausible enough that, you know what, they, they might have overlooked it because of his value to the unit as a medic. So, yeah, I think without a doubt, there was a lot of iterations to make sure that there was an authentic feel to the film. Um, and that's why you know, we went through the boot camp. We wanted to make sure people n- knew what a salute looked like and that it was real. Even though with it being a National Guard unit, there were some exceptions this isn't like you know it wasn't like a high-speed infantry unit but yeah we had our advisors Brian Anthony he, Special Forces Ed Sorrlelini retired Navy seal we brought on guys that really knew what they were doing and, and that was a big part of it for for me personally and I think for the other uh, military people involved in the film
0: and I think to that point as well and to answer your question about um, you know the fact that it's an awol I think the movie is called Allegiance for for a reason you know the it, it's um it's set up so that the audience should be constantly questioning who they are aligned with, you know. And are they, are they, uh, obviously, uh, Bow Wow's character has a son who, who uh, is, is dying and he wants to get out to save his son. So you feel for that person, but then he's trying to get out of his military experience. And my character's the one who ends up having to come in and, and take the place of Sefton, who's getting out of his. So there's a lot of, you can see the situation from um, all of the different characters' sides. And so it's kind of a thriller where you're, where you're constantly being asked to align with one character or another.
2: He's real scary in the movie. He's really, yeah. <laughs> really intense. Really intense.
5: Oh yeah, even just. Sort of like the villain a little bit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> one other point, actually, to that a wall. Um, I know it sounds kind of crazy about uh, the premise of an officer helping an enlisted person go a wall, but that actually is based in in truth, Mike. Mike Connors, the writer-director, had a soldier approach him while he was in the Army to ask him to go AWOL. And that's kind of the premise of that. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but that actually happened. And that's another reason that you asked specifically about the AWOL. That actually happened to him. Uh, so it's kind of based in truth.
5: What's maybe the one thing that you that surprised you as, you're, as you both were getting ready for this about learning about what people go through in the military?
2: I mean, the one thing you think about It's family, I would think. I think that um, family is definitely most important. Um, And and just knowing that, you know, the reason for you actually joining the military, and that was the one thing I was thinking about, you know, when I I became Reyes, just knowing that, yo, I have a son at home, and, you know, they really don't understand that he has stage four lung cancer, and they're really telling me that I have to go. And it's still an obligation, it's still an honor, it's still a duty. And for me, that was, like, the main thing was family. Like, wow, like, people really you know, have to leave and go fight wars, or people really have to leave and go serve their country. And to them, that's the right thing, but also, with my character just bringing it back home, I feel like me being home with my son is the right thing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, there's there's both sides that you can look at it, but for me, the, the main thing was, wow, like, you have to have a lot of heart, a lot of courage, and a lot of pride, you know, to, to be in the military, to actually do this and serve your country, you know, because it's almost like, in a way, that's first. You know, and everything else is, I can get to it when I can get to it, but this is first. This is what you signed up for. So I have a lot of respect after doing this movie for all the soldiers, um, everybody in the military, people who, and kids who are actually great to join the military. Um, It's a lot that goes into it. So just getting that first hands on experience just by doing this film. I have the utmost respect because at first I, I was clueless, you know, and, until I actually joined the cast, was around Mike and was around everybody and went through the boot camp and went through everything. And I'm like, OK, this is going to be simple, just a salute and March. But there's so much that goes into it. So that that was my thing is just family, family. I, I couldn't imagine just leaving behind everybody and not knowing when I'm coming back home. It takes a lot of courage and a lot of pride.
5: you, Pablo?
0: Uh, the thing that i was struck by i think uh, in researching for this movie was the camaraderie between the guys and the sense of duty you know um that the majority of uh, uh what the what the men that operated in the field of operations on was was mostly a sense of duty to one another you know and how strong that bond was between them and and so when you get into asking this question of are you going to go back and try to take care of your family um the biggest impediment to that becomes uh, leaving the people that you've trained with, that you have a responsibility to, that you, um, that you basically are responsible for their lives, you know?
5: Now, Reshma, you were, um, I think, the only woman in the film. Yes. So. <laughs> first of all, what was it like being on set, like, um, all working with these guys in a lot of guys centric movie?
6: Well, first of all, they're all wonderful, wonderful men. Um, I actually did most of my work with Seth as I, my character Lila is the symbol of what we're talking about here, the family that's left behind, the, the choice of the soldier to choose his unit, his country over his, uh, in my case, fiancé. Um, and I mean, working with all of them was wonderful and I was not very um, aware of um, the military life. And it's very interesting since I did the movie I've suddenly been surrounded by, I I got to go to Walter Reed Naval Hospital and do a gala for them and met the soldiers and met the wives and the children. And it's very humbling. I mean, I think um, with this movie and with movies along this topic that are coming out at the moment, it's a very vital thing to talk about the families that are left behind and, as we say, his allegiance to what he's leaving behind as well as what he's uh, trying to be a part of
4: sit down.
1: I'm sorry I had to turn down your compassionate reassignment.
2: You're going to be deploying
1: with the rest of us.
2: I'm very sorry. Lieutenant Sefton said that my reassignment was a lock. I wouldn't listen to anything Sefton says these days. Sir, did you read the second diagnosis that was sent to you? Dr. Lou is one of the best oncologists in New York City. He's confident that my son has stage four lung cancer.
1: Yes, I read it. I also read our first diagnosis from another well-respected oncologist. He seems to be
0: confident that it's chronic asthma.
2: Look, I saw the MRI. Me and Seth and both, we spoke to
1: Dr. Louis. Yes,
0: you're the best damn medic in Brigade and the best damn paramedic in the FDNY. This is my son we are talking about. He is sick.
1: My boys, our boys, are going to get hurt having you with us means they have a better chance of coming back to see their families
6: again.
2: Now get it back on the manifest. I wanna to speak to Joe. I wanna to speak to him now, sir. This is my call, Reyes.
5: That's an intense scene. You're working with two veteran actors. I was
2: nervous as hell <laughs> doing that scene. I was, I'm not even gonna lie, I was super nervous.
5: What, w- what were you nervous about?
2: Um, going one-on-one with Aiden Quinn, um, that was kind of intimidating, um, and that scene was just, like, that was probably, like, one of the darkest scenes, like, one of the most dramatic scenes that I had, like, in the film, just talking about my son, and, uh, I remember that day just being on set, how there was a lot of people there, and everybody was, like, really quiet, and I remember just pacing back and forth, walking around the house, and just trying to get right, because my whole thing is, I have this attitude of respect, the... The actor as well, not myself, cause I like to do it for them. You know, it's like if I had a scene with Pablo, it's like I'm doing it for him. I don't want to ever not be all the way into it, and you know, I, I always want to make sure that I show up and I'm ready to go, cause I know that they're going to be ready to go. So um, I was really, really nervous for that scene, and I don't really get nervous a lot, but that one right there. I was counting down the days to when that one on one with Aiden was coming. I was like, <laughs> "Mike is happening in the days." I like, yeah, right now, right now. It's gone. So it was, it was, um, it was intense. But I had a lot of fun. Like I said, I, I love challenges, and that right there, um, was was challenging for me, just going one on one right with a scene like that. That was that was major. Then have a Malik there, just giving me little pointers here and there, like you know, do it this time, do it this way, next take, do it this way, try it this way, and I would listen. You know, I'm I'm, I'm always open to listen. So, um. And learn at the same time
5: how do you think you grew as an actor during from the beginning to the end of
2: just um i think i've grown just um uh, by basically what i said just learning and not having an ego to ask people questions and ask them like hey like was that cool for you uh should i switch it are you If if you were me doing this how would you do it? Or what do you see? And to listen to my castmates and, and, and take it in and value what they say. Because, I mean, we're all professionals here. So I'm sure that, you know, then we're all in it together. And we're here to help one another carry this film. It's not just me, it's not just Seth, and it's all of us. This couldn't have been done. This couldn't have been completed um, unless we all came to the forefront and put our 110% and plus percent into this whole entire project.
5: And you've done, a, like I said, a lot of different movies, been an entourage. I mean, you've shown that you're an actor now, but do you still kind of walk on a the set these days and sort of feel like I have something to prove because I started out in music? Do you still get that?
2: I get that for certain movies. Um, like for this one, yes. Very humbling experience. Because um, this is like an actor's, actor's movie. Uh, majority like my movies that I do, like I said, they're, they're pretty fun. You know, I can be myself, I can be bow, I can be funny, I can be playful. This was not the time to be playful, (laughs) to be playing around or anything like that. So just learning when to do certain things, when not to do certain things. And like I said, just humbling myself, that was like the one thing about this. And I think that's the only way I, I think that I've grown is just taking the time out, asking questions, learning, and watching and observing.
5: Now, this scene sort of sets up why um, your character Reyes would go AWOL, obviously for his son. What is some, something you've done, risk, you know, for something that you've loved, all three of you?
2: Anything you've done? <laughs>
5: <laughs> what can you think about something you've risked, or it's something you've done, you know, to protect or to be closer to the one you've loved?
0: Uh, something I've risked or given up for my family or for loved ones or something? Um, no, I mean, I, I recently moved out of New York City and moved to the country, and, and uh, I did that for my kids and for my family, and I, I really like that. I'm not sure it's a huge risk, but...
6: I don't have anything fantastic to say other than I have lost sleep because I try to wake up every morning and make my husband tea when I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't want to. Um, Surprise. <laughs> I wish I had something more fantastic to say, but I think that's it. What you've asked.
2: I guess, um, guess kind of similar to, to, to Pop right here, man. Really just, you know, my daughter's on the West Coast and I'm in New York now full time and, you know, doing all of these things and just knowing that it's hard that I can't be with her every day like I wish I could. And it's you go weeks working and Skyping and I chatting is really not enough, but you have to understand. And I hope that when she's old enough, she'll understand why I'm doing this. It's all for her at the end of the day. So it's kind of s- same thing. In a way.
5: No, were you a new father or were you um, No, when new this, father? No, w- when, oh. when, when, when you're filming this.
2: I wasn't a father yet.
5: Oh, okay, oh. so, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh,
2: appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. New, <laughs> new daddy. New yeah. daddy,
5: yeah. But <laughs> well, I'm sure you could um, empathize with the character.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely.
5: One of the things I think is really interesting about um, the way we're coming to see this film, Allegiance, is that it's starting out video dema- on demand, like so you can see it. Um, iTunes and stuff like that, and there's a lot of m- movies nowadays that are being seen like that. We're seeing them first, you know, through um, on demand or through the iTunes stores or so forth. How important do you think that is, and um, for um, getting the word out these days?
3: It's interesting because what happens is people start to watch it on video on demand there are a few weeks where people can post, you know, reviews online and start talking about it and it creates a buzz that leads up to theatrical. So when it hits theatrical, there's it's already been talked about and it's different with a blockbuster, you know, you have years of development, you know, you see so much, so there's so much news on it already but for independent films I think that this is a really great way to kind of spread the word from, you know, almost a grassroots level. And we've already seen, the movie's been on video on demand for less than a week. And we've seen just random, sparkling reviews on Amazon, on the website for the theater it's coming out in, in New York. Somebody wrote a review. Um, last night, some blogger gave it a five-star review. I don't know who she is, but it was a great
1: review. Yes. It also, though, gives the movie the reach that small independent films don't always get, because anyone can see this movie anywhere in America. And when an independent film goes on the big screen, it's not always available to be seen everywhere because these small movies don't always get to all these small towns. And now it can actually be seen by everyone everywhere, which is great.
0: Isn't it also at this point the most direct route to capitalization for the way that you guys make money at this point? We hope.
5: (laughs) It's all about the art. (laughs) I also think it's interesting because that... Years ago, if something went straight to video or on demand, people were like, "Oh, it might not be that great." But now, you see, like Chris Rock's one of Chris Rock's latest movies. It came out first um, this way, Arbitrage. Um, you saw it um, first on like iTunes and places like that. So it's movies that are serious and are critically acclaimed that are getting this kind of attention.
1: And the studios are doing it more, too. So we'll be seeing more of this, um, where films will be coming out, if not before, on the same day as they come out on the big screen.
5: I wanna talk a little bit more about, um, to the producers, about um, having the military expertise to kind of give these guys guidance. Um, If you could speak to sort of what you were trying to convey, and trying to convey the bow and to to the other actors with your experience and trying to make it as realistic as possible.
4: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I kind of touched on it before, but I think the term that's kind of used pervasively in the military is military bearing. And it's just the way you walk, kind of the the way you speak to people, and you can kind of see that when you see somebody that served in the military. Um, And, you know, we had a week to do it, did it convey it? Hopefully I think enough. I think it shows up on screen, um, but there's absolutely, there's a bearing that you walk around and, and, and the whole premise of the military, the way the Army works, the Marine Corps, is they break you down to kind of build you back up again. We didn't necessarily break anybody down uh, you know, to that point, but the point is you, you see how they take away everything and you see what you really need and how bad it can be, and then they gradually give things back to you. and. Uh, in this situation, I think Pablo hinted at it before, Mike Connors did exactly that. He wanted to keep Pablo segregated because he wasn't part of this unit. He came in having been called back up on the IRR, which is a, a, a separate phenomenon that some of us that were in the military got, uh, were subject to. But th- there was a cohesion and a military bearing and a, and a tightness because they went through this training and were out there in the cold together. And then in comes Pablo, the same as his character, you know, and everyone's like, who is this guy? And that, that is the way it works in units. You know, you get a new, uh, a new platoon sergeant comes in, a new uh, commanding officer. Every, you're, you're skeptical right off the bat. And that's kind of what Mike wanted to convey in the film. And so there's importance in that. There was a bonding. Whether or not it really taught the actors much about the military, it taught them enough about saluting and walking. But the, the premise of it was to keep them tight and then keep Pablo coming in after. So there's kind of a tension between them.
3: I think also the fact that uh, we had this guy, Ed Sortolini, on set almost every day, um, and uh, Ed would walk around, and when there were extras on set, Ed would stand there and you know, run them through their salutes and how they stood, and there was always, he was always correcting people, fixing people's hats, like everyone was kind of learning the rules from him, another, this other guy, Brian Anthony, was there for a week, um, our on-set photographer was uh, military, John was on set a lot, a few of our other investors were military, so there were always people who could answer questions, as well as Mike, who's obviously directing the film, and Sean, our other producer, um, who were always there kind of just bringing military realism. And actually, my cousin uh, served in the Marines and he saw the film in Austin with a couple of his Marine buddies, and he said the whole film he was waiting to correct things, and he only found one mistake in
1: the entire film. What was
3: it? It was a wardrobe mistake. We'll talk to our trouble later. Uh-oh.
1: But I mean, that's one thing Mike said to us um, when he brought the film to us was he really wanted to make a film that guys who actually serve could watch and they would actually say, wow, they actually did everything exactly the way it is. Um, because he watches all these movies that he's like, this is not how it's done at all. And it bothers people um, who know and he didn't want that to be a distracting element in this film.
5: I'm curious, did you guys, in preparing for this Watch a lot of military movies or watch some key films?
0: No. I mean, sometimes I'll watch movies to prepare for something if it's like an accent or it's a dialect, you know, or or a specific region of the country and you want to get a feel for what that is or a genre, like... You, you're doing a movie that has a similar uh, thrust, to, uh, so you watch thrillers to to see how to build up suspense. But in the terms of the military, we had all these guys, we had all this experience on the ground with us to watch movies that were military related. Didn't f- to get like tips about how to behave as a military. It seemed kind of superfluous because we had the people right here next to us.
4: Well, Pablo did right. actually spend a day up in uh, West Point. He did preparing that way. He went up with uh, some of our some of the. Producers that went to West Point and spent a day and got to walk around the campus and inside the barracks met some cadets.
0: I believe I attended three different
4: West Point sporting events. Yes, that's true. (laughs) Rugby, especially, because Sean and football. Uh, Yeah, and football and lacrosse. Uh, Lacrosse. lacrosse.
5: What was that experience like,
4: Pablo?
0: Uh, West Point's great. West Point's great, and to go there with would we have three or four former West Pointers?
4: Me, Brian, and uh, and Sean. Yes. Yeah. So three other former
0: West Pointers, and they, and uh, also uh, Mike Connors, the director's uh, dad, was also a former West Pointer. So he was there watching the lacro- lacrosse game. His name is John Connors, um, for any Terminator fans out there. Exactly. But um, yeah, no, it was great. It was great just to be in it and to see the camaraderie. Like I said, that's where I really got the sense of camaraderie from the guys, and and just the rules. You, you know, you follow the rules, and the rules are crazy. I mean, there's just so many things to know, so many intricacies and subtleties. Just to, just to memorize the ranking system alone is like, to know how to react to people who are ranked above and below you and which ranks are above and below, is, the, the memorization is intense.
5: You still remember?
0: Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's be clear, this was a year and a half ago, a yeah, year ago. Yeah. I mean, this is a long time ago. I don't even remember my character's
2: name. I just asked for Seth's name before we came out here. I d- <laughs>
5: So we're gonna open it up for questions now. Um, This question is for Bow Wow. Since filming this movie, knowing what you know now um, about the military life, if you weren't an actor and
6: if you weren't a rapper, would you consider going into the military?
4: Uh, Hell no.
2: think I'm gonna leave that up to the guys that really do it for real. Cause I, I I can see myself being just like Rez, you know what I mean? Probably missing my mama and, you know, wanting to play Xbox whenever I feel like it and to turn it off now. Go to sleep. Lights off. I'm, I'm, Okay, I, I'm thinking twice. So uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. That's why I did it in the movies to get the experience. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but nah, it's not for everybody. But it is for it's it's for people out there that you know you lead that up to the guys that really 100 uh, percent are really gonna go go and do it. You know? How you doing? Um. Uh. My question is for Bow Wow and the whole crew. My first question for Bow Wow is, how does it feel? Growing up and just the the in front of the camera your whole life and being in such a serious movie like this now, cause I'm used to seeing you like with the with the Cadillac behind you, you know dancing and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and um, for the rest of the the team, um, how did it really feel to you know like work as a team on such a serious movie and what did it take exactly? Yeah, um, was the answer to answer the first part of the question. Um, that was a lot. Repeat it one more time. The first the first half. I'll repeat it. Yeah, um, Bow wow,
0: how did it feel uh growing up in front of the camera? Okay. And now um performing in such a serious movie.
2: Yeah, well growing up in front of the camera, um appreciate that, P. Uh for me I've been doing this I was five. So pretty much it's like this is all I know. So uh it's just like a natural thing to me, you know, it's this is a part of my life. I think that I'm, a, I don't even think I know for a fact that I'll be doing this for the rest of my life. I'll probably die in entertainment just doing this because I just feel like this is why I'm on earth is to entertain people. I've tried to do other things, but it doesn't work. I, I seem to find myself to keep coming back to music or television or the film. And um, for me to, to to jump into like a serious role, because I think you asked me this like a little bit earlier, um, it was cool. Like I said, I'm always up for a challenge. Like you said, majority of my movies are funny. Uh, people can relate to him, whether it's lottery ticket, me clowning around, like Mike. There's, uh, roll bounce is always, you know, a family fun, uh, just light-hearted. So uh, I've been waiting for stuff like this. I don't know if how many of y'all saw roll bounce, but there's a scene with Sean McBride where I break down the car, and that was like my first real like dramatic scene in my whole career. So I've always been, you know, wanting to get to this point, and I've been ready to get to this point. And so you'll see a lot more stuff like this for myself, just to. Diver- you know, to be diverse, I feel like that's what makes an actor to have no limits for you to be able to do it all, do everything. Drama if you can do it. If if you're funny at times, do some some comedy work. Uh, you know, if, if hopefully I don't have to die. I don't want to die in a horror movie, but I would like to do one of those if I can. So uh, <laughs> you know, just everything, man. I just want to make, I want to do everything because I'm I love movies. You know, I watch all movies, so it's like it's it's hard to put me in a box. You know, I want to do everything that I possibly can.
0: I just want to say something about Bow Wow Uh oh (laughs) Uh, so so when uh, I think I was attached to the movie before any any of the other actors and uh, and so Seth was the other the next actor that came on and and uh, Mike sent me his reel and and we talked about him and I said he's great get him go get him and then the next person I heard about was was uh, Bow Wow and uh and my first thought, and I, I know I'm not going to offend you with this because it all nah. comes around in the end. Uh, my first thought was, oh my God, seriously, he's getting, he's getting the rapper to be in the movie, and and I, all I could picture was like, you know. Bow Wow on set with, you know, an entourage of like 10 or 15 people and probably texting and doing all this stuff all day and it, all my, my mind went to all the bad places. And, and to this guy's credit, I mean, as I'm sure you've, you've gathered over the last half hour, he came in with a serious work, work ethic. And um, you know, I think it w- Anthony was the only only guy we That's had. It, my boy, it was a crew man. of one. Just one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and no, he was all business, you know. And, and like like he's been saying the whole time, he's, he was there to learn. And, and you really got that from from day one is that he really was excited to be here, and uh, and and learn more about the profession of acting. And I think he did an incredible job on the movie.
2: Thanks, Pete. Man, I appreciate that, bro. I think nice.
5: it was the second part of that question. He was asking what it was like to work as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, on this on this project?
1: I mean, what I find is that um, doing a film is kind of like the army in a way as well. I mean, we kind of move in. Or summer camp. <laughs> mm-hmm. A little bit of both. Yeah. We kind of take over and we do what we have to do. We feed everyone, we get everything done, and we get out. Um, and we're there for 12 to 14 hours a day. Sometimes more. Um, and so... I, it takes a team, and the team is all the actors, all the crew, down to a person driving a car, or preparing food to really make everything happen every day because we only have so many hours and we have to get everything done. And just to
2: speak on like the camaraderie and everybody coming together, we would do things, too, to, to make it even easier once it was time for us to go on set. I remember um, it was like basketball season. We would do things like I would rent out the room at the 4040 for us, and we'll all just be in there watching the games. Me, Pablo, Seth, uh, just all the guys just watching the game. And then you know a lot of people don't understand when you do things off a set. It just makes the chemistry and everything just ten times, if not twenty times, better when you get on that set. So um, it wasn't just like a go to work type of thing. Like you know we had times where off the set we would hang out. We would talk boxing. Manny Pacquiao. you, You still you still on Manny? I wasn't going to bring that up. You know, it's been a year and a half since I seen you. Wow. Thought I wasn't going to bring that up. Wow. You thought I
0: forgot? Wow. You have a memory like an <laughs> elephant, bro. <laughs> you changed your
2: mind yet or no? No. Oh, ah, Okay. Because well, uh, you don't want
0: me to start talking about Floyd. Yeah, see, we'll go. We'll... He waited him out. and He waited him out. He got oh, old.
2: Here we go. I know Mike's uh-huh. going to see this too. i direct. He's a big Pacquiao uh-huh. fan. and You know, so yeah, it was, we had a lot of fun on the set. So we have fun. You to
5: asked who's your team? Did you watch basketball?
2: Oh, um, well, I'm not just saying this because I'm here now, but I'm like really good friends with J.R. Smith. So the Knicks, you know, it's a good game going on down the street right now. They're going to take care of the Lakers with no problem. Good so.
5: answer. Good answer. Yeah. OK, um, I think there's a question down here.
2: My question is for Bow Wow. So you enjoyed yourself shooting this movie. What if the country really needed you right now in the military? Would you go? First of all, I know him. He's like a really good friend of mine, so that's why I'm laughing so hard him asking me this question. You're so silly, man. Uh, you know what? That's, that's, that's crazy.
0: Put you on the spot.
2: He did. Uh, I'm, I would have to really think about that. I would have to talk to a lot of people. You got a lot of people who would, I would have to speak to to take a long absence
0: there's only one right answer,
2: to it. To leave. I know you say I'm like dancing around it. I don't know, Bart. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's my answer. I don't know.
5: Okay, that's fair. <laughs> hey, good evening. Um, my
2: question is for the producers. Are you scared that this movie will be looked at as a pro a pro war or an anti-war?
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I think it's uh, that's a really interesting question because... Um, when Mike, the writer-director, approached me to be one of the producers on this project, I didn't have any particular affinity towards the military. I wasn't, you know, really sure what I was getting into. And when I read the script, and what really attracted me to it is that there's a lot of gray area, and it kind of leaves it up to your own interpretation. It's, you know, certainly speaks to the, um, to the allegiance that the men have for each other, which just speaks to an overall brotherhood that people, that human beings have, which I really like. Um, but it also brings up a lot of the questions about you know, what's right and what's wrong, but doesn't give the answer. So I think they're really, you know, I appreciate that it leaves it up to the audience to decide you know, how they feel about it.
4: Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm not concerned about that at all. And, and to your point, it's, a, it's an excellent question because we spent a long time on this. It, it, it's an indie film, so we're not in the, we're on the Hollywood set. We're, we're not uh, kind of a slave to the box offices. We don't have to necessarily play by the studio rules. But, for example, the premise of the film takes place in Iraq. And that was a big discussion, whether it should take place in Iraq or Afghanistan, because when this film was being made in 2009, when when the script was first being put together, George Bush, and and it was a very political element, and Iraq just itself, as of a word, had connotations that were political. So we didn't want it to be, as as soon as you hear that a guy's trying to get out of Iraq, automatically that takes over political... Overtones, you know, and we went back and forth, but it just happened that the timing of the the film, when this takes place in two thousand four, when the National Guard first started getting called up, it it just Afghanistan just wasn't really there yet. We weren't really over there, so we were mostly in Iraq. So that's why we decided to go that way. But we were very, very cognizant. It's an excellent question. We were very cognizant of this not being a political movie. Uh, It's not left or right. And I think if you read interviews that Mike has said, he that's the exact reason he didn't want to make it you know i think that the left makes every soldier out to be you know a poor sap that got lured into the army by like some angry you know some bad recruiter and the right makes them this infallible hero that everybody's like always doing the right thing and it's it's just not that way it's a gray area and we wanted to kind of portray that in the film good question question
1: for the producers what exactly does the producer do and how is it different from the director sure um
3: The producer kind of puts the movie together from beginning to end. The director directs the actors. Um, The producer hires the crew, uh, oversees the selection of locations, um, gets the money for the film, uh, oversees contracts, every kind of technical point of it. And the producer's creative role is to kind of advise the director, give our thoughts, but the director makes those specific decisions. Um, and then also within the producing there are different jobs within producing there's line producing which is very specific to the budget of the film um, there's executive producing which tends to be more of where the financing comes from um, but that's generally producing.
0: Who do you think is more important, the producer or the director? Yeah,
1: who's more important? <laughs> the producer hires the director <laughs> and sometimes fires Are oh, there questions for Bow Wow? Yes, Probably half of your audience is going to be rooting for you, and maybe the other half is going to be rooting against you. So, of what I just saw briefly, for you to get in that character, did you have to
2: believe in your character first to portray that? Oh yeah, def <clears throat> most definitely. I feel like any movie that you do, you you have to become that person. I always tell people like that's the only thing I consider not acting is once you become somebody. Like you really have to become that person, and um. I think it even goes back to when he said, "Really didn't have to watch any movies, because you know your character might be like anything, unlike anything else that you might have seen." So for Reyes, it's just understanding the story, uh, in my mind, creating um, his 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 background. You know, what was his father doing? What was his father thinking? My mother, uh, grandma, just thinking all of these things to, to make him come alive. And that is the first time that somebody. Yeah, you're right. Actually, because people will be rooting for me, but then you'll have, I'm, I'm sure it'll be more probably the people who really uh, were in the military who'll probably be like, you know what, there's no way, as far as like with the wall situation, as far as who will be rooting against me. So I think those would probably be the people rooting against me, are the ones who follow the guidelines straight up and down. And then you might have, uh, of course, I don't want to sound cheese ballish but the girls will be, no, you know, go home, go home, get home. So, but that's what, what you want in the movie. Well? Yeah, that's what you, <laughs> that's what you want in the movie, though. That's what makes a movie good to have that balance of this and that. The option of I think that's what keeps the audience in tune when you when you have that. When everybody's not on the same page, that's excellent to me in my eyes for what I'm doing and displaying as the character Ray is in this Will movie.
0: You do another impression of your female fans. Oh no, please. go
2: bow, no, no, go home, be with your son. No.
5: okay well i want to thank the cast for being here and the producers and the audience thank you guys so much go see the movie
4: thank you thanks apple thanks for coming